I'm Daniel Levine, and this is Rarecast. For many families with a child with a rare disease, realizing that something is wrong can be the beginning of an often long diagnostic odyssey. Typically, it can take years to get a diagnosis, and during that time, people can find themselves isolated and without resources or support as they seek to put a name to what is wrong with their child. We spoke to Amy Clugston, president of Swan USA, about life without a diagnosis the work of Swan USA, and the upcoming Undiagnosed Children's Awareness Day on April 29th. Amy, thanks for joining us. Well, thank you for having me. We're going to talk about Swan USA syndromes without a name and, and the upcoming Undiagnosed Children's Awareness Day. I thought we could start with your daughter, Lorna, who was born in 1996 you noticed some physical and developmental changes. What were your concerns and and what was the diagnostic odyssey like for you? Well, it was um, pretty uncertain in the beginning. Um, I'm sure what what all of her signs and symptoms meant. And so um, the the cloud of uncertainty was um, pretty strong for us. And our diagnostic odyssey uh, continued for 18 years, and um, we had uh, seen muscle geneticists and lots of different uh, allergists, as I call it, um, on our journey uh, until we were able to get um, some research exome sequencing done to find her mutation. How, how old was she when you first noticed uh, an issue? Um, we noticed when she was uh, first born that she was um, at a low birth weight at full term. She only weighed 4 pounds, 13 ounces, and she had microcephaly, and she had um, malformed ears. So we definitely saw those red flags right away. Um, and then when she was 4 months old, we found a heart defect, a hole in her heart. Um, and that sparked the genetics appointments and other cardiologists and neurologists appointments. Well, what did it mean not having a diagnosis all those years in terms of getting Lorna the, the support and care she needed? Um, well, it was, it was very difficult um, because we were always concerned that um, uh, what else was going to pop up because we always had new things arise through our journey, and we just couldn't make sense of them. Um, and then it was difficult to find the support because either there was a group of people who had a early diagnosis and therefore couldn't understand why my daughter wasn't diagnosed. Um, sometimes they would have suggestions, well, all we need to do is go to this doctor and you'll get a diagnosis. And, and so the lack of uh, understanding on um, people even in the special needs or, uh, or disease group, they couldn't quite understand. Um, it wasn't until I found rare disease communities that they um, could have a better understanding because they had a longer uh, diagnostic odyssey um, 
And so, you know, since I couldn't find that support, I wanted to find others who were experiencing the undiagnosed situation um, so that um, I could find the support from others and also share support, um, which is why I founded USA. Well, in, in 2014, a mutation in a gene was identified, and, and with that, Lorna had a diagnosis. Did that change things at all? Um, it, it definitely changed things, and I know that um, through my journey and speaking with other parents, um, um, people will often say, well, a diagnosis is not going to change my child, so I don't really want to you know, continue the search. Um, it, it doesn't necessarily change. It didn't change my daughter, but it changed my knowledge. It changed the information I had about her condition, and her condition affects her life in, in so many ways, and having more knowledge about what that is um, helps me to know what I can do, you know, to better um, be aware of things. Um, uh, you know, in her 18 years, um, she had a lot of feeding difficulties and a lack of appetite and, and such. And I learned from some research that was done on a mouse model that um, there is a process in the brain that affects her her appetite, and which would make made, would have made much more sense when I was trying to uh, get her to eat when she was um, younger. So just having that knowledge and understanding of um, how the gene alterations affect her is, um, you know, like, like everyone says, knowledge is power. Well, one of the benefits of having a diagnosis is that you connect, you can connect with other people with the same condition and get advice and support. Families with a, a child with a rare disease often feel isolated, but what's that like when you don't have a diagnosis? Um, it definitely it definitely feels, um, you know, a lot of isolation. And um, and even when I say, um, you know, I founded a, a community for families who were going through the undiagnosed uh, situation, um, um, even in, in that community, when we have all these people together um, who have undiagnosed situations, you still feel a sense of isolation because um, they can't understand your situation completely because the undiagnosed population has such a varied um, degree of conditions because they're all different conditions. And so um, there's still a sense of isolation um, from not knowing anyone with your child's condition at all. And now that you have a diagnosis, have you found other, other people with the same condition? Yes. Um, um, I was able to connect with uh, about 45 families across the world. Um, that's today. And um, over a year ago or a year and a half ago when I first found out, um, I didn't connect with anyone until, um, you know, one family at a time, and now we're up to 45 families across the world, and and, um, and being able to uh, talk to other families who are experiencing the same exact things that I have in the past with my daughter, um, it's just uh, a different type of feeling, and, and it, it's just so hard to explain, but it also makes me have a better understanding and appreciation for the undiagnosed families that are out there, because... Um, because it is different, and I can better understand that even in the undiagnosed community, 
um, there's still that isolation and, and a longing for a community to feel like you fit um, better. And, and does the syndrome now have a name? Um, it hasn't completely been um, coined uh, a specific name. Um, it is um, in the DYRK118. So I, I do think that um, in future literature, it's going to be coined Dirk uh, 1A syndrome. So going through this whole experience led you to create Swan USA syndromes without a name. What were you hoping to accomplish? Um, well, I was hoping to accomplish just um, that community, a place for people to um, belong for a time, for a period of time, hopefully not a long time, but um, to feel like they belong and, and to get some information. So provide information to families that um, they may be lacking, um, a better understanding of what the genetic testing is out there, um, how they might get it, and some of those challenges um, that they might face in getting it. Um, and then if they do find a diagnosis, where do they go? And so um, providing that support information and then um, some opportunities, maybe um, we've run across opportunities to give families um, whole exome sequencing, um, even with uh, teams, um providing those opportunities for families. What advice do you give someone for researching a rare or undiagnosed disease if they think their child might have one? Um, well, there's a there's a lot of resources out there, and they're um, becoming more and more available today. Um, uh, mostly, what families can do is uh, you know look at the different signs and symptoms and uh, try to search um, those uh, symptoms and if there are communities for those types of symptoms um, to join those and to become more knowledgeable about the symptoms that your child is facing and then um, looking up for medical uh, literature in uh, different websites and um, and then if there's gene mutation is found that's uncertain, there's some newer websites out there that um, you can try to uh, make those connections We've seen huge advances in genetic sequencing, but there are still many diseases that appear to be of genetic origin that are yet to be identified. How has sequencing changed the quest for a diagnosis for parents, and what do they need to understand about what it can and can't do? Um, yes, there's definitely been huge advances, and um, uh, uh, definitely has changed the field of, of the undiagnosed population. Um, before. It, a diagnosis was based on mostly on the clinical presentation, and today, with uh, newer advances in genetic technology, we are able to look at the the genome and um, try to identify a diagnosis based on a, a, a gene mutation. Um, and for families, what I like them to understand is that um, today's knowledge in what genes are causative or subconditions um, is uh, changing continually and if they had a test done uh, today and got results maybe in a month um, that's how rapidly it's advancing they may have been able to connect 
a specific mutation um, that was found to a new uh, condition, and so it's rapidly changing in um, most uh, uh, places that provide sequencing also provide reanalysis, so, so it's important to get the information reanalyzed in order to uh, see if anything new has come up. Undiagnosed Children's Awareness Day will be held April 29th. What is Undiagnosed Children's Awareness Day? What will be happening, and what do you hope it accomplishes? Um, well, I, I hope that it um, provides an awareness to people that um, that there's a lot of uh, individuals out there who are undiagnosed, and, um, and for those rare families who had a long diagnostic odyssey, uh, to remember their journey and um, how they might help another family still in a current um, undiagnosed situation. Um, we, uh, on this day, on April 29th, we will be, um, well, Swan USA will be um, choosing five families to get uh, free exome sequencing through a gift we were given on Rare Disease Day by and what else will be taking place to raise awareness? Um, we will be doing, uh, you know, social media campaigns to um, to put out some pictures and video of children and um, and individuals who are undiagnosed, um, and then just try to again raise awareness and um, provide. Uh, that awareness piece. Um, we have been working with uh, also Trina from RUN uh, to put out a campaign for the undiagnosed day. And what can people do who want to get involved? Um, they can share their story, um, uh, share the social media banners, um, uh, share their diagnosed strategy, and um, share the pictures on, um, on social media. Amy Cluxton, president of Swan USA, Syndromes Without a Name. Amy, thanks so much for your time today. Thank you. Thanks for listening. For more information about rare disease and to connect to the rare disease community, go to globalgenes.org. To keep up on the latest news and trends affecting the rare disease community, be sure to visit raredaily.org. You can subscribe to the Rarecast RSS feed through raredaily.org or through SoundCloud, iTunes, Stitcher, or your preferred podcast manager. The Rarecast is produced for Global Genes by the Levine Media Group. You can also find our podcast, The Bio Report, on these popular podcast sites. Our theme music is composed by Jonah Levine and performed by the Jonah Levine Collective. We'd love to hear from you. Drop us a note at danny at levinemediagroup.com.